0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The Gospel of today is from John chapter 6. And John chapter 6 is one of the very important chapters in the scriptures. Because it speaks about the Eucharist. And let me explain the sequence of events in John chapter 6. As you heard, the Lord Jesus Christ performed many miracles and healed many people from their illness So the multitude gathered from everywhere in order to listen to His teaching And He taught them And after He stayed with them for three days before dismissing the multitude He said, we need to give them something to eat because we are in a deserted place so he discussed the situation with the disciples not because he doesn't know what he was about to do but to see their faith and with simple calculation Andrew told him if we buy them just only bread actually we need at least 200 dinari. and if one dinari is a wage of a person per day, we can say if the wage of a worker per day nowadays is like $50, so we can say 200 dinari is $10,000. So they told the Lord Jesus Christ we need just to buy bread, by $10,000 in order to feed the multitude just bread, nothing else. Because there were 5,000 men if each man has his wife and two children and at that time actually each family they have eight, ten, twelve 12 children not 2 but let me say just 2 children we are speaking about 20,000 persons and they said to the Lord only what we have just 5 loaves and 2 fish so the Lord told them bring the loaves and fish to me and he gave thanks to God and he placed the five loaves and two fish and said to the disciples, Distribute them. And they distributed. Actually, there was a blessing. God created a new bread and a new fish to the extent that everybody ate, everybody was filled, and the Lord told them, Gather the fragments. They gathered the fragments, and the fragment filled 12 baskets. If you want to put the five loaves and two fish in one basket, they just will be at the bottom of the basket. But the leftover filled 12 baskets. Then the Lord said to the disciples, Take the boat and cross to the other side, till I dismiss the multitude." So, he dismissed the multitude and went to the mountain to pray And there only one boat And this boat, the disciples took it So, there was no other boat And the disciples, while they were crossing to the other side There was a big storm And they were afraid and scared Then, in the middle of the night They saw Jesus Christ walking on the water toward them, to the boat and when they saw him they were afraid but the Lord told them don't be afraid, it is me. Then he entered the boat and calmed the storm and they crossed to the other side. On the following day the multitude said we want Jesus to be our king because if he is our king we will not have any problem. If there is no food he can provide food. If there is illness, he will heal our sickness. So we don't need hospitals, we don't need money. He actually will be a perfect king for us. So they looked and searched for him and they did not find him. And they were surprised because they knew there was one boat and this boat was taken by the disciples. So the possibility that Jesus crossed to the other side was almost zero. Because there is no other boat And they never imagined that Jesus can walk on the water Especially when there is a storm So in the morning, they decided to cross to the other side In order to ask the disciples about Jesus, where he was And in the morning, some boats came from other regions So they took these boats and crossed to the other side And to their surprise, they found Jesus. So they asked him, when did you come here? And how did you come here? We were looking for you. So the Lord told them, you were looking for me, not because of my spiritual words, but because you ate from the bread and you were filled. Labor not for the food that perishes, but the food that pertains to eternal life. In their mind, food is food, material food What did he mean by food that pertains to eternal life? So the Lord Jesus Christ started to explain and to tell them I am the bread of life who came down from heaven So they looked at him and they were surprised What do you mean you are the bread of life? He told them Moses gave you the manna from heaven and you ate the manna, your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and died. But I am the bread of life who came down from heaven like the manna. But he who feeds on me will never die. Feeds on you. So they start to quarrel with one another. How this man would give us his body and his blood To eat and drink This is difficult saying Who can believe it? So they went to the Lord and said What are you saying? Who can believe this? How can you give us your body to eat it? Then the Lord surprised them With so many verses He told them Unless you eat my body And drink my blood You shall have no eternal life Abiding in you My body is food indeed My blood is drinks indeed He who eats me will live forever And he started to speak about eating his body Drinking his blood So the crowd, the multitude They said he lost his mind What he is saying is difficult to accept So everybody left him Everybody except the 12 So the Lord looked at the 12 And told them Do you want us to leave?" But Peter told him No, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life And we know That you are the Messiah to come to the world And this mystery Eating his body and drinking his blood Was in their mind Although they did not understand, what did he mean? Until on covenant Thursday, day, one day before his crucifixion, the Lord took bread and he gave thanks and he blessed. And then he broke and gave the disciples and told them, take, eat, this is my body, which will be broken for the life of the world. And he took the cup and blessed the cup. After he gave thanks And sanctified it And said to them Take drink This is my blood of the new covenant Given for the remission of sins So they understood That in a miraculous way In a way that surpasses all understanding God actually will change The bread and wine Into his body and his blood But why? For what purpose God changed the bread and wine to His body and His blood? And He is asking us to do this, to do this always and to partake of His body and His blood. Why? Number one, this is not a new sacrifice. It is the same sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And because the sacrifice of Jesus Christ Is beyond the limit of time and place That's why we can celebrate it at any moment in our time So this is not a new sacrifice Jesus died to one he offered himself one time So this is not a new sacrifice It's the same sacrifice But because it is the sacrifice of the Son of God That's why it's beyond the limit of time and place that's why he was able to give them his body and his blood on Thursday, although he was crucified on Friday. How? He told them, this is my blood that is shed. One day before his blood was shed. Because when we speak about Eucharist, about the body and blood beyond the realm of time and space. But why God wants us to eat his body? And his blood In order to live As he said, your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead But I am the bread of life who came down from heaven Who he feeds on me will never die Because his body and his blood is not a living flesh only But it is life-giving flesh Life-giving flesh As Abuna Says at the end of the liturgy I believe, I believe, I believe This is the life giving flesh That your only begotten son Took from our lady The lady of us all sent me Every time we sin We become under the sentence of death Because the wages of sin is death So every time I sin I am dead Then I need to be united With his life giving flesh So his life will be transferred to me So I can actually move from death to life After I sin I am dead But through communion, through the Eucharist Eucharist means thanksgiving Because every time we celebrate the Eucharist We give thanks to God Because he delivered us from death to life And referring us from death to life is what? Is a resurrection. Resurrection is to pass from death to life. That's why during the 50 days after the resurrection of Christ, there is focus, there is emphasis on the Eucharist. Because through the Eucharist, we live the resurrection of Christ. We participate in the resurrection of Christ. His resurrection becomes our resurrection. When we are united with his body and his blood And is his body and his blood He abolished the death And he rose from the death If I am united with him Then the power of resurrection will be in me And in this way I can be risen in the last day and live forever So Resurrection we can live it every time we partake of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ That's why he said Every time you eat of my body and drink of my blood You will confess my resurrection What does it mean we will confess his resurrection? This verse you read it in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 For every time you eat my body and drink my blood you will confess my resurrection what does it mean? I can confess his resurrection by my mind at any moment and I can say at any moment I believe that Jesus rose from the dead but he was not speaking about verbal confession of resurrection but how the power of resurrection works in me move me from death to life so every time I partake of his body and his blood I can proclaim to the whole world I was dead but now I am alive Because I ate from his body And I drank from his blood But Saint Paul In 1 Corinthians chapter 11 After he said to the people At the church of Corinth I delivered you What I have received from the Lord Jesus Christ Which means Eucharist is delivered from Jesus to the apostles and to their successors. It is not the invention of the Orthodox Church. Because our brethren, the Protestants, they don't accept the reality that this is the body and this is the blood of Jesus Christ. So after 16 centuries of this holy tradition, they came at the end and they denied the change of of the bread and wine into the body and blood but Saint Paul made observation and very important he said if you eat of his body and his blood unworthily you will be guilty of the body and blood of Jesus Christ because you did not discern the body and the blood of Jesus Christ but what does it mean to be worthy? I come and partake and I know I am a sinner I know I am under sentence of death I am here to receive life I am dead because of my sins so what does it mean to be worthy St. Paul explained and he said let the person first examine himself then he can eat from the body and blood examine myself, what does it mean to examine myself To examine yourself whether I am repenting or not I am living the life of repentance or not So to be worthy to partake of the body and the blood Means to live life of repentance On Thursday, one day before crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ Before he gave them his body and his blood What did he do? He washed the feet of the apostles Why? Usually in any celebration People wash the feet of the guests At the beginning When they just arrived to the house Not after they eat. But when we read the sequence of events In the Gospel of St. John We found they ate the Passover Then the Lord washed their feet Then he gave them his body and his blood and he made some comments like he said to Peter you don't understand what I'm doing right now but you will understand later just you are washing my feet what does it mean? and when Peter out of humbleness refused that the Lord wash his feet he told him if I don't wash your feet you will have no portion with me so Peter told him no, wash my feet my hand, my head And the Lord told him, no, he who is bathed doesn't need except to wash his feet. So there is a symbolic meaning of washing the feet here. It's not just the action of washing the feet. When we walk, what gets dirty? Our feet. So our feet actually spiritually is symbolic to the dirt, to the sins that we collect In ourselves when we walk in our spiritual journey. So washing the feet means washing our sins. That's why the Lord washed their feet before giving them communion. To tell them you need to wash your sins before partaking of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. And when Peter told him wash my feet, my hand, my head, he told him no. He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet Bathing here means baptism So after baptism After I am baptized And I I am washed from the old man And I am new creation in Jesus Christ After I sin After baptism I don't need to be baptized again Because baptism symbolizes our participation in the death of Christ and Jesus died once. So I cannot be baptized more than once. Then what should I do if I sin after baptism? To wash my feet. Which means repentance and confession. And the Lord said to the disciples, As I washed your feet, go and wash the feet of others. As I washed your sins, go and wash the sins of others. As I forgive your sins Go and forgive the sins of others And this was a mystery Until the day of resurrection When he appeared to the disciples They were 10 missing Thomas And he breathed into their face And told them, receive the Holy Spirit If you forgive the sins of any They are forgiven If you retain the sins of any They are retained So now when St. Paul said If you partake of the body and blood unworthily and he said you need to examine yourself now I know what I need to do I need to examine myself to offer repentance and then go to the steward of the mystery of God confessing my sins to receive the absolution to receive the forgiveness that God grants me through his apostles and thus I will be able to partake of his body and his blood in a worthily manner now we can understand what the Lord said to Peter unless I wash your feet, you have no portion with me unless you repent and confess your sins you have no portion, you cannot take communion that's why the church says if you are not repentant if you are not confessing your sins you cannot partake of communion this rule is not ours it's exactly what the Lord said to Peter Unless I wash your feet You have no portion with me You cannot partake of my body And my blood So the church Now in the second week of the Pentecost During this week The church focus on the Eucharist And its link To the resurrection Tomorrow God willing in the second Sunday The, the gospel also Is about The bread of life and he who eats from the bread of life will be risen from the dead because this is the bread which gives life to the whole world now in the liturgy, I want all of us to lift up our hearts to God in thanksgiving, to give Him thanks that He gave us His body and His blood, this life-giving flesh in order to move us from death to life in order to participate in His Resurrection and to approach the table of the Lord worthily, with repentant heart confessing our sins asking forgiveness for our sins so when we partake of His body and His blood we will not be guilty of His body and blood rather we will receive salvation forgiveness of sins and eternal life to all those who partake of Him Glory be to God Forever and ever yeah. in